Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. After working almost 30 years in the corporate arena, Marsha has taken her experience as the Executive Vice President of Human Resources and Administration at New Line Cinema and Orion Pictures to create her dream job, owning her own company and doing what she loves. She is the founder of Stepwise Associates, a career and personal development consultancy agency. She is also an empowerment coach and a sought after motivational speaker, having spoken around the country on purpose, passion, and goal fulfillment, as well as the co-author of the Little Black Book, Laws of Leadership for Black Women, as well as being featured, a featured author in the first edition of Speaking of Success. For anyone looking to jumpstart their career or life, Marsha is the woman you want by your side. Welcome, Marsha, nice to have you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It is so wonderful to be speaking with you today. Well, we're, we're happy to have you and I'll just jump right in here. So why did you leave the corporate world to become an entrepreneur and how did you feel making that shift? Was it an easy transition or was it fraught with conflict and fear like it is for many of us? Well, it's always some fear involved, but I'm one for taking prudent risk after making a plan. Ah. <laughs> so I didn't just jump okay. into entrepreneurship. After 30 years, I knew that I wanted to actually start my own business. And I wanted to work with women because I saw so many of us making avoidable mistakes. Mm -hmm. Now understand that that didn't start off one month and then the next month I start my own company. I actually took several years and I quietly started to prepare and probably one of the things that I think I did very well was actually look at each of those fears. What actually frightened me about leaving the corporate arena? And those things, of course, of money. I was used to getting a steady paycheck and starting as an entrepreneur wouldn't necessarily mean a steady paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, technology, and you know, Jane, I'm still having problems with technology and my company is 14 years old. Oh my gosh, I use AI all day, I'm guilty. <laughs> so technology bothered me, but before that I had my own assistant and I had the help desk. I could call the technology department and have them come up and fix something. Mm -hmm. So that was another fear. Um, the other thing was coming from entertainment. You know, I worked for New Line Cinema and Orion Pictures. And coming from entertainment, we had a couple of nice perks. Mm. You know, so those perks were, were nice. I got to go to the Oscars. I got to meet oh, nice. um, celebrities. I, I traveled first class. I went back and forth from New York to L.A. on a regular basis. And those things were going to stop. And then the other thing was after being in the corporate arena and having a big name, a company name behind me, people need to understand that some of the people who you thought were your friends and that you'd always be in touch with, you will never hear from again. <laughs> you don't have the same thing to offer them. So you need to be prepared for that. 
you need to be prepared for the fact that you're going to lose some people in your circle. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a couple of years of planning this mm -hmm. before actually taking the big leap. And I started coaching long before I left the corporate arena. I started coaching outside of the company. Ah, okay. So you had a side hustle. While I had a side hustle. Right, Absolutely. right. Which made it a little, maybe not easier, but it gave you uh, the credibility that you were looking for that, hey, yeah, I can do this. You it know. gave me the credibility and it also made it easier because I can tell you, and this doesn't happen for everyone, mm -hmm. but for me, I gave my company six months notice where I could oh. actually be doing what I loved right. um, before ever leaving. So I didn't have to, you know, sort of do it undercover. Mm -hmm. And by the time I left the corporate arena, I had a waiting list. Okay. So wonderful. So a lot of planning. Yes. A lot of planning. And that, of course, would take away a lot of the fear, I would Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of the fear. So that's, that's very insightful. So you said you decide, decide what it is you love. And if you're not sure what that is, what strategies can you share to help someone make that discovery? Because that's what you've said. Decide what it is you love and go for it. Yes. A lot of us are kind of, you know, we're, we haven't had the time or we've never given ourselves a chance to think of what it is we love. So it's not that you haven't had the time, you haven't taken the uh -huh. time. Thank uh -huh. you. Uh -huh. You know, okay. I think it's important to think about it in not just in title. So, you know, I want to be a coach. Mm. It's what do you love to, what do you love to do? Mm -hmm. What gets you excited? I love talking to people. You'll learn that from this interview that I love to talk. Um, so <laughs> it's, <love> about, <laughs> it's about what you enjoy doing. What gives you energy versus what takes it away? Mm. Uh, what's your best time of the day? Uh, are there certain things? Do you like indoors or outdoors? Do you like cold weather or warm weather? You know, do you like working with young people or older people? So all of those things you take into account and think about the best times and then coordinate what you want to do around those things. It may not have a title, right? But you start doing the things that you love to do. I'm one, and you'll hear me say this often, that I think that people can be both happy and successful. Right. And they go hand in hand. It's not either or. You're it's right. both. So thinking about those things in that way Mm -hmm. So it helps you decide on what you're good at. I'm also asking for feedback, and you'll hear me talk about that. Ask for feedback from people. What do people come to you for? Mm, what do they always ask you? Because there is something. If people are always coming to you for advice, mm -hmm. or always coming to you for a recipe, or always asking you to cook for them, whatever it is, yeah. it means you're probably pretty good at it. <laughs> You're right. And often putting a title around uh, something constricts us because exactly. we, we try to conform to that title. So it's actually probably a better idea not to think of what title you fit into, but rather feel what it is and ask questions of others, what they feel that you naturally come by, and then go the opposite. And if there is a title that comes to mind, great. But if not, just let it explore itself. That's exactly right. 
Yeah, exactly that's, right. that's great advice. In your personal development field, you mentioned empowering people to get unstuck. Can you explain that some more? Yeah. You know, so often we get in our own way. Mm -hmm. We have developed habits that got us to this point. It was good to get to this point, but sometimes they confine you. They, they, they hold you from doing those things that you really want to do and really enjoy doing. So I talk about getting unstuck by developing success strategies. First, you have to decide what it is you do want to do. So the first thing is sort of thinking about what you're good at. And then next is putting little practices in place to help you move forward. Um, when I'm talking to my clients, I talk about doing things in 15-minute buckets. Oh, because good. everybody else says they have no time. So I say, of the 1,440 minutes in a day, give yourself 15 minutes to think and do just a little something that will move you toward that goal. That's how you get unstuck. Small chunks. You chunk. develop new habits. Small chunks. That's, that's a great piece of advice because often we try to, as my husband likes to put it, eat the cow all at once. <laughs> this right. doesn't sound very appetizing, but you know, you just take little bites and then the overwhelm starts to su subside, you hope, anyway. You, yeah. you hope, yeah, yeah. you do. You, you, you know, but so often we get so overwhelmed that we get nothing done. Exactly. It's like, I have no time to do that. You know, so you take the time. Yeah, yeah, you take the time. And you did mention when we had a conversation earlier, I really liked your insight about the habit of how we were brought up, many of us, to keep our heads down and yeah. to do our job, work hard, and we will be successful. So expand on that because I loved yeah. your, your insight into keeping your head down and why. Yeah, you know, it probably worked at some point long ago. Mm -hmm. But at this point, you keep your head down you miss all the opportunities. You're working hard. You have your head down. There are little tips, little strategies, something that someone says, someone that, something that someone does that are little opportunities that you need to pay attention to. And you can't pay attention to them when you have your head down. Right. So I say, pick your head up ask questions, get involved, networking, which is my big thing. I think you should talk to people, listen, develop your listening skills because people will give you opportunities to help them help you. Yes, absolutely. So you start that process. You can't do that with your head down. No, you, you will still work hard. You know, oh. you heard me say, you heard me say, you can't take the, the elevator to the top. I you have that. to take the stairs. That means you can't just, you're not going to go in, work hard, and become president. <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody wants that job right now. <laughs> well, I, I'm the president of your company. Ah, okay. You know, okay, there you, you go. Know, Qualify it. You know, I think that it's important for you to understand those things that happen in between. Yes. Because that gives you ideas to move forward. Absolutely. So when you're an entrepreneur, you know, 
in the morning, you're, you're CEO of the company. By the evening, you're the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and everything in between. And yeah. everything in between. Yeah, I, I love that insight and that, that quote that you have. Um, you can't maybe say it once more time, one more time about the elevator. I love that. You cannot take the elevator to the top. You have to take the stairs. That's a great takeaway. I'll yeah. move on to the next question. From your coaching experience, how would you say women tend to define and measure success in life and business? And do we need a better narrative for ourselves? I think we do. And I think that's starting to happen. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I think that women think that they have to do everything else first and then they'll become happy and successful. And I go back to happy because I think that's an important part of being successful. I think first of all, people define, define success in very different ways. So taking some of that time to understand what success looks like for you is important. So that, put that down. But I also think that you can do both and you don't blame it on, you know how often we hear women say, I'm gonna do those things I love when the kids finish high school or when my kids go off to college. Uh -huh. I tell people, take those dreams out of storage and put them in place right now. Kids are pretty resilient. They will, you can't give from an empty cup. So if your cup is full, you're giving your kids more than you could ever give them otherwise. Mm. So dream big, fill your cup, take the dreams out of storage, and you'll be happy, your spouse will be happier, your kids will be happier, all coming from that. Starts with you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, really good advice. In, your, in our earlier conversation, you said something that really resonated with me. You said, what you do is the vehicle of who you want to be. When you put it in those words, it completely puts your job, your career, your business, even your life in another light. Talk about that a little bit. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is being authentic. You know, you need to understand what makes you tick. And also being a little vulnerable mm -hmm. because you sometimes have to ask for things that you want. They don't come naturally. And you also have to know those things that you don't do well. What takes you down that rabbit hole? So it, it, it's all of those things sort of how you handle, how we're handling the stress that we're going through right now sort of determines who we are. Right. You know, and I mean, it can be from the smallest thing. I'll give you an example. I am curious about a lot of things. So I can get on the computer and start reading an article or start reading something and that little box says, read more. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. It is a rabbit hole for me. <laughs> so to prevent, I think we're all guilty of that. 
Yeah, well, you know, I think I know that I can waste a lot of time. I have something to do, but I want to finish reading this story. I know that's a weakness of mine. So what I do is, and I, it's so funny, it's here on my, on my desk, an old-fashioned egg timer. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I say, okay, I'm going to give it 10 minutes, and then it has to stop. Right. Give yourself permission to do something that grabs your attention, mm-hmm. but don't give it all your attention. Right, right. Because then you'll procrastinate, and tomorrow morning you'll be saying, did I ever do that? No, it's not done yet. And you start all over again. Right. So know those, know yourself. Once you understand yourself and what works for you and what doesn't work for you, the things that work for you and that are your strengths, you know, make them stronger, do them well. Mm-hmm. Those things that you don't do well, you either have to do it and do it with an egg timer, <laughs> so to speak, do it delegate it or dump it. I love that. Do it, it delegate or dump it. Do it, delegate or dump it. I to put that one in, in our notes. And I and, love- And you know, you read from- Oh, I'm sorry. No, was, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, you know, you read about successful people, people who've done it already or do it better than you. And, and um, Warren Buffett has um, a thought about all those things you wanna do. And I do follow this pretty well. He says, list 25 things, up to 25 things you'd love to do. Okay? That's a big list. Well, that's a big list. You, 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 don't even, you probably will not get up to 25, but up to 25. And then prioritize the first five that you're going to do. And he said, the other 20 are distractions. Put them aside. Only work on those five. And every time you find yourself going to those one of those other 20, put it aside. Put it aside. Put it aside. So I keep a book that I call my idea notebook. Mm-hmm. And it has, anytime I come up with something that fits into one of those other 20 things, I write it in the idea book. <laughs> and then you close it and put it away. Close the book, put it away, work on the five that I'm that I have I've decided those are my priorities. So right. I stick to that helps me stick to stick to the plan. Stick yeah. to the plan. Stick to the plan. Well, so many of us right now, to segue into what's happening in today's world, are working from home. And give us some insight into why we need to develop boundaries in our home office space. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been working from home for the last 14 years. So for me now with this, all that's going on, working from home has been easier than it has for some. And I also don't have small children at home. Ah. I, so I understand that it's easier for me in a lot of ways. But I also think that you can set boundaries that don't have to be all day you also don't have to be on the phone or Zoom or, you know, conferences all day, that you have to give yourself time in between. And it's okay sometimes to say no. So someone will say to me, I've been on calls all day. I haven't had time to eat. I said, well, 
it's because you set up that time. Mm -hmm. So you can take blocks of time. Remember, I do things in 15-minute buckets. So saying, even if it's the 15-minute break, to walk outside or to get a cup of tea or coffee or to stretch, do something, add that to what you feel is important and do it that way. Set boundaries if you have children that you give them something that they can be doing during times that are very important that you don't want them in, your, in the middle of your Zoom call to be asking for something and you have to at least think about it first but then you set those boundaries for them you have something that might be on your door that says when this door has the red sign it means you can't open it mm -hmm. you have to develop that you can't just tell children you have to be quiet all day not gonna happen right the red sign is on i need you playing in another part of the apartment or another part of the house because this is important to me. Kids understand better than you think. We actually don't set the boundaries for them. Mm -hmm. We also set, need to set boundaries, and I, I've been doing this for years, is people know that they cannot reach me by text or cell phone after a certain time in the evening. Oh. Because I, I cut it off. Right. <laughs> so I don't know that you've called. I don't know that you've sent me a text. Right. You can't do that if it's your lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Oh, I like that. So after a certain time, guess what? I'm on my time. So lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my side. That's exactly oh right. We all need to have learned that and <laughs> learn that one. Yeah, we need to have that on a, a big board. <laughs> a big board. When I, was, when I was in corporate America, there was a sign in my office that said that. It, it said that then, and I have followed it always. Yeah, it's I, fabulous. Yeah, I also think that it's important to decide your best time of the day mm -hmm. and to give it to yourself whenever possible. Now, that's not always going to be the case, right? but the right. best time of the day, the time when you're most creative, the time when you really can think it through, the time you can really get something that you think is important done, that's the time you can give yourself. So I'm an early riser. Mm -hmm. I don't turn on my computer in the morning. That's when I write. Oh. Because when you turn on your computer, remember, any emails that you're getting, is someone else's important stuff. It's not yours. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So I don't turn it on. I won't get sidetracked by it. So yep. if I say I'm going to spend the first hour of my day doing something, that's usually not emails. Yes. I see <laughs> that. Well, especially because you're a writer and that gives you that creative space to write. Once your mind goes to the emails, then you're off on, on some, like you said, someone else's issues or on the read more issue. <laughs> yeah. Read more issue. Yeah. And, and I'm, I also now with this uh, quarantine, I live in a place where I can, where I have a lot of space. I live in a rural area um, during this time. So I go bike riding in the morning. 
Oh, and how beautiful. Yeah, and sometimes bike riding gives me an idea to come home and write. Good for you. All before then. So I'm, I'm coming to visit. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> we'll be out with bike riding all day. <laughs> yeah. I think that you put, you set those boundaries for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. they're easy to, easy to do once you start thinking about them. And they don't have to be big, you know. For the first four hours, I'm going to write. It, it doesn't have to be that. It can be not rigid. Time. You don't want to make it so rigid that it makes you uptight. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. Don't give you. Don't stress yourself out. Other things will stress you out. You don't have to do it. <laughs> I to say, if you build a plan or a day plan that's so rigid, it can actually stress you because you're, you know, trying to accomplish everything within those hours. So yeah, that's give, right. give yourself space to breathe in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Well, as women entrepreneurs, because we do have a lot of women entrepreneurs here, business owners and executives, why is it important to understand leadership and empowerment? <laughs> hmm, that's a big it, one. <laughs> it's a, it is a big one. But you know what? Mm -hmm. The first person you lead is yourself. And if you can't put yourself in line, then it's hard for other people to follow you. Right. So you learn how to lead yourself and then things come to mind. So if I say I'm going to give myself a 15 minute break, then I understand somebody else giving themselves a 15 minute break. Mm -hmm. And I also listen to what people need. You need to empower others. You have to feel empowered. Yes. And you do that by listening to your body, listening to what's going on around you, but also asking them to do the same thing. So I, in my coaching, I teach people how to get unstuck mm -hmm. by teaching them how to do just that. What is it you want to do? What have you done so far to move one step closer to it? That's empowering yeah. I don't have to give them the answer. I let them find the answers. I lead them to finding the answer. That's empowering. Right. I think. Yes. No, absolutely. And I love what you said at the beginning that in order to lead, you must first lead yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Because absolutely. leadership often goes to leading others. Yeah. But you're right. If we haven't led ourselves or empowered ourselves first, then how can we expect that from others or from others to follow us or others to help them? Be yeah. Empowered? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very. And, and you know, a, a, a title doesn't make you a leader. Yes. A title just gives you the title. Yeah. But if nobody's behind you, you're not leading. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, you're leading yourself, maybe. <laughs> I don't That's know. right. It sounds good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It maybe makes you feel good. So therein lies the, you know, the beginning. So hopefully. Anyway, so here's some great words of wisdom that you shared with me earlier. You okay. say, know that there's a game and play it well. Ask for what you want to get, to get what you need. Become strategic. Expand on that for us, because that was something that really hit home for me. Okay. Well, know that there's a game and accept that you must play. 
mm-hmm. is you should be you should be working with people or working in an organization that values what you have to offer. And so often people go for a job without looking at the company culture. Know that once you start with that company, you're not gonna change their culture. Their culture is already there. So know what that game is And before you can break the rules, you have to know the rules. You have to understand the rules. So know there's a game there. There's a strategy there. And accept that you have to be part of that strategy. You Mm -hmm. can't go in trying to change everything right away. You need to understand. So that's in terms of, of know there's a game and accept that you must play. What's the game? You can't go in with a football at the baseball field. (laughs) You can't. You're right. Some people might try, but it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. And then they're frustrated because it doesn't work. So So now, how do we, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I was just going to answer your other question. You said, ask for what you want to get what you need. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Don't Mm -hmm. assume that other people know what you're looking for. Because guess what? You just started out saying, what if I don't even know what I'm looking for? You know, what makes me happy? Once I know what makes me happy, what I need, I should be able to tell someone what I need and ask for help if I need it. Yes, that's a big issue with with a lot of individuals, especially women. We don't ask for what we need, especially more in the corporate environment, because we feel that that might make us look incapable or that that we're not, um, we don't have the job skills but really, it, 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 it's never been a problem with myself, but I know many of my friends have dealt with that. But, but you know, there's also ways that you can get around that by asking without looking like you don't know what you're doing. I like to ask people's opinion about things that I even know about already. Because then when I'm asking their opinion about something I don't know about, it doesn't seem strange. Right, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. I think we'll do that now. Just taking that concept, does that apply to entrepreneurs as well in the sense that ask what you need or know that there's a game that you're playing oh. and play it well? Yeah, I think so. And it's very important to do. Um, when I say know that there's a game, know that there's also a what's in it for them. Mm. So before I'm asking for something, what can I give them that they might need as well. Right. That's a strategy. It's, yeah. it's, it's a strategy. And I, the other thing that I say to, and I say it to women all the time, learn how to use strategy over emotion. Mm. It's important to do. And you have to play with that a little bit because we could get so frustrated and, you know, we're working all day and we're working hard and we're doing all these things. It's easy to show emotion and know that people are, oftentimes people are assuming you're going to be emotional anyway. So Mm -hmm. I say, okay, what strategy can I put in place instead? Right. Yeah. Good words of advice. I love the title of your book, The Little Black Book. I just fell in love with that. 
The book has been called A Mentor in Your Pocket. Yes. That's enough for me to want to buy a copy right now. In fact, I have and to get should. my copy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Give our audience a little taste of what the book is, and then I would love for you to read a little excerpt from this gem that you have co-created. So give us a little insight first about the book. I first should hold it up. Oh, yes. It's a little wonderful. black book with pink writing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and it's one that you can stick in your purse and go back to it and just pick up little things. The chapters are small. And the chapter first starts off talking about an issue. Then it's a cultural code, things that we do that sometimes sabotage ourselves and get in the way. And then the end of the chapter has four or five bullet points that we call mama-isms. <laughs> and mama-isms are things that we were taught, we've heard it, I don't care what ethnicity you are, you've heard some of these, oh, yes. and you just thought, oh, that's what my mother always said, or that's what my grandmother always yes, said. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but we've all heard it. You know, yeah. but I, I, an example is my mother would say, don't you come out of that room until you fix your face, if okay. I was angry or annoyed. Okay. And what that is, is watch your body language. Ah. See how that, you see how it translates? Right. Yes, So absolutely. it's like, pay attention to some of these things that we've heard along the way. Mm -hmm. Speak up. What you have to say is just as important as what others have to say. Yes, absolutely. Learn how to sit at the table and speak up, even if it's repeating something. And you know, all women have kind of gone through that point. They say something, they recommend something, nobody moves. <laughs> Get around the table a little bit, a guy says something, changes one word, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> says one word. And they say, oh, Jim, wonderful idea. Now you're stewing because <laughs> that's what I said all the time. And I say, Jim, I am so glad you agreed with me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that is so clever. I love it. You see, I didn't get angry. Yeah. That's yeah. not emotional Circle. strategy. Right to Jim, you. I'm so glad you agreed with me. Now we can work on that project together and we'll just knock them dead. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be in the room when that happened to see Jim's mouth drop open. <laughs> I've done it many times and their mouth oh, always drops. You are so clever. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then so... You have a little chapter there on communication skills. And the reason I bring that up is because today is so important with our communication skills, more so than it ever has been due to the internet, what we're doing here, content is king, is what everyone is, is, is you know, professing that we have to have all this content. So communication skills are number one in today's world. And you have a little little excerpt that you read, and I would love for the audience to hear it from your little black book. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so the yeah. chapter is um, chapter 13, okay. and it says communicate clearly in person and on paper. And I'm just taking little sentences from, the, from this chapter. 
Sure. Um, communication is both a skill and an art. People will judge your intelligence by the way you speak. Be sure to handle your grammar correctly. Use correct sentence structure at all times. Enunciate words. Increase your vocabulary and improve your mastery of the English language. You'll need a com effective communication skills to inspire, persuade, influence, and motivate others. You'll need these skills to make various presentations, pitch ideas, deliver facts that support your work, or when you're ready to ask for a raise or a promotion. Non-ver- oh, written communication is important. So learn how to write, understand how to send emails, mm -hmm. text messages, understand that your phone will incorrectly correct some of the work you do. So read. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. We <laughs> that autocorrect will do you in. But so on the other hand, you can always blame it on autocorrect. <laughs> that's right, 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 right. Too many times though, starts to get like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. So learn how to rem give yourself enough time to go back and proofread. And then nonverbal communication is to, t is to be taken seriously as well. What you don't say often speaks volumes about you. Yes, absolutely. I, I give a few pointers here. Do I have time to tell oh, you that? Absolutely, yes, okay. please. These are practice tips. Write a speech and practice delivering it in the mirror. Mm. See how you stand, how you look, what your eyes say. If your hands are moving, your eyes, your neck, your hands. Would you believe what you were saying? Have you inspired trust? Like anything else, it takes practice. The better, the more you practice, the better you'll be. I love it. Everybody, this book is fabulous. It's got tips. You can flip it open at any time and yeah. find something that you need or that resonates with you. I would suggest that everybody get a copy and I love that it's you you can put it in your purse and like it's been dubbed a mentor in your pocket yeah a mentor in your pocket it's 40 laws of leadership and um, I think that those 40 laws apply to everyone mm -hmm. I'll tell you that it says laws of leadership for black women because at the time we wrote it the there was nothing that talked about black women and leadership in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. um, and it has become so successful because it applies to everyone. We wanted to let black women know that they were included in this book. Yes. But it also, we're, we're leading groups, such diverse groups, and it's good to sort of pay attention to what other people are thinking as well. Oh, yeah. So the book has been very helpful, and we have just written the companion workbook. I was going to okay. ask 
is that available now? Or you? Still- yeah. Oh, both. Both are on Amazon. Both are on Amazon. Okay. The companion workbook actually follows the same uh, chapters, and it goes over a little bit about each one of these topics, mm-hmm. and then it says, "Have you ever experienced this before? If so, how?" And how have you handled it? Mm. If you have not experienced it before, how would you handle it? And it gives you an exercise to do for each chapter. Okay, so there it is, the two. And we will have all of the links on your bio page for individuals to go and purchase the book. Before we, we come to an end here, I have a couple of questions for you that are kind of fun. Uh, okay. But I love to ask everyone these questions, seeing as we're in the epic vision zone. Okay. The first question, and I love that you're creative, so let's see where you go with this. If your oh. life were an epic story, what would the title be? Life's Journey and Enjoying the Ride. wonderful. What name would you give your character in your epic story? Oh, I love the name Mia. For, 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 I have no, <laughs> I cannot explain it. I've always loved the name Mia. And remember, I have three sons, so I have no daughter. Oh, no. Otherwise, I'd have a daughter named Mia, I guarantee. Okay, Mia it is. If you're, if, if, how would you characterize your life in your epic story? Um, you know, with gratitude. Jane, I must tell you that it, although my life hasn't always been um, rosy, you know, there have been bumps in the road, mm-hmm. I've been blessed to have so many things that um, that I can't explain. You know, I'll tell you this. My mom used to say to me, from a, from a small child, you can do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. You can do anything you want to do. And I was crazy enough to believe her. So I walked through life thinking I can do anything I want to do. Right. And you know what? It has happened. Yeah. And it's because I'm optimistic about it. I see the glass half full almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just think if I can't do it, hmm, let me figure out a way. Right, right. It's the way, it's the way I live my life. So I, I, my, my mission in life, my, I, I call my, my mother, my mother was my angel. Mm. And so... What I say to people is, I want to be your angel. Let me help you get to where you want to go. Okay. That's lovely. Yeah, really, really, that really resonates. One last question. Uh Uh-oh. If you had an epic superpower, what would it be and why? Mm, Superpower. Hmm. I'd want to read people's minds. Oh, really? I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
I would. You would? Yeah. I'd want to read people's minds. I'd want to know what they're really thinking. Um, and then if, if I didn't like what they were thinking, I'd love to use strategy to help change it. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that sounds like Marsha. You're stepping right in like, like the bull, getting the bull by the horns and go, okay, yeah. we're going to yeah. up. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really, that would be some that's a great question. Problem. I love that. I've never been asked that question before. Oh, well, yeah. I try to come up with some good ones. <laughs> Probably stump some people. <laughs> is there any parting words that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, be sure and give everyone the information where they can get your book, but you also have some courses that you offer. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch on any of those or we can just put them up. I ask everyone to, um, to join my mailing list. Mm -hmm. My company is Stepwise Associates. Mm -hmm. I think if they join my mailing list when I do coursework or when I do speaking engagements, when I do Zoom calls or Zoom uh, uh, conferences, that they'll know about them because they're listed there. Okay. I'm in the midst of writing another book. Oh, that, wonderful. You know, I, it, I said that last year. It's taken, a long, it's taken a long time. But I hope to have it finished by the end of this year. Okay. Once again, it's around um, sort of life changing. It, you know, the working title has something to do with the choices we make mm -hmm. and making good choices, choices, chances, and changes in life. Mm -hmm. Sort of things around that. It's I, my um, target market is always women, though it's not just for women, but I'm, I'm writing to women to to you know hold it t pull their dreams out of storage and do certain things with it or have ideas to share with them um and just they can follow me on any social media platform i'm not so much on twitter um i'm not fast enough <laughs> okay, i'm not either <laughs> I'm just not but we'll enough. have all your we'll have all your links um so that people can connect and please yeah. keep us posted when that new book that you're creating is ready because i'm sure i for for one am going to want to copy and i would hope that m many of our audience listeners would love to get a copy as well and like marcia said just join her her email list because there's so much wonderful information and tools and knowledge from this lady i just can't thank you enough and um and the best part of the show is connecting with us and having you tell us what you thought so get on my facebook page and uh, write a comment tell us what your epic take takeaway was and from there, we'll get a conversation going. And if you have any other questions for Marsha, we'd love to hear from you as well. So Marsha, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom, knowledge, and tools and your love, because I can feel the love coming from you. And uh, thank you. hope to see you again soon sometime. Please, please. And once we're not in these challenging times i hope that our paths will cross in person not yes. just on video oh yeah i'm i'm with you there we we've got to do the in-person thing so absolutely 
thank you so much for joining us here at the Epic Vision Zone, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.